When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministry, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler, this is my co-host Clint, and uh, it started as a good week, but has ended very badly. <laughs> this is not going to be a fun week of Auburn baseball, I can tell you that. Um, well, might as well uh, get started. We're 22-7. and seven. Uh, We sit at 4-5 and five in the SEC. And let's start with the good. You want to start it, with it, some good? Is there some good here? There is some good. Okay, good. I need some good Tuesday right now. Tuesday night. In Montgomery, the Capital City Classic, played at Riverwalk Stadium. Which is a fan. I love going to that stadium. We beat Alabama for the, I think, ninth, ninth, ninth time nine. in 10 years. Auburn is 9-1 in the Capital City Classic. In the Capital City Classic. That yeah, nice is, echo over that's here. That's not half bad. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun to whoop up on Bama in a nice stadium like that. It's always fun to beat Alabama. We won five to two uh, over the Crimson Tide, and uh, in this was uh, Butch and Brad Bohannon's first meeting uh, since Coach <coughs> Bohannon left. Yeah, and you know there were there were a couple of articles written about it. How you know maybe the fans wanted a little bit more of a rivalry, but these two guys are such good friends that it's not going to happen. So we're going to have a really nice, friendly rivalry as long as these two coaches are still at their respective schools. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Tigers' bats, they looked uh, pretty good. On Better Tuesday, than the rest of the week. On Tuesday night, Will Holland had two hits, Stephen Williams two hits, Brendan Venner two hits. Hey, hold on, before you go too far, Will's, Will Holland's two hits were two home runs. That's true. First player in Capital City Classic to do that. And then Connor Davis two hits, Jay Estes two hits, and Edward Julien had one big three-run blast 
uh, over the left center field wall, and uh, that got the Tigers started. Um, I would have loved to have heard those numbers the rest of the week. Yes, I... <laughs> We're foreshadowing a little bit too much, I think. That would have been nice, but it did not happen. Um, but yeah, uh, then Jack Owen, he started the game, uh, went four innings pitched, uh, only gave up one hit, uh, looked, very, looked very good in uh, his outing. Yes, yeah, uh, second midweek start, I think, I and think you know his first one he struggled a little bit more, so it's really good to see him come out and perform. Only walked two guys, but struck out four. Um, you know, and then Welby came in, and uh, you know, I, I'm really happy with how Welby's been performing. Only pitched an inning, gave up three hits, gave up a run, walked a guy, didn't strike anybody out. Um, you know, Elliot Anderson is probably our most struggling arm in the bullpen right now. Um, didn't record an out, only walked. One player. I think he only faced one batter. And then the savior came in. Calvin Coker. How many times have you heard that name? Four innings pitched, two hits, only one earned run, and five Ks. And I think, I mean, I think you, we can both agree, Calvin Coker is the only arm in our bullpen we can rely on right now. Welby is getting there. Um, you know, I think you have to give him credit for that. I really um, didn't think. <clears throat> I would ever hear that. I didn't either. But, you know, I, I think we've talked about how Welby has grown up a lot this season. Uh, very, very happy for him. Uh, just to hope he continues to get better. Um, but, yeah, Cal- Calvin is just, you know, he, he's, not, he's not as dominant right now as he was on the non-conference schedule, but I think that's expected with the talent level. But just for him to go four innings, strike out five, and only give up a run, that's a really good outing for him. It is, indeed. Um, well, let's move on to Friday uh, evening, uh, 6 o'clock. Is it good? It's good. Okay. 6, six o'clock start time. Uh, Casey Mize on the bump. Uh, and Casey Mize looked like <clears throat> Casey Mize. Gosh. And uh, if, if there's anything a baseball fan, an Auburn fan, needs to do is to sit down in front of the TV or sit down in the ballpark and watch Casey Mize pitch. I agree. This Uh, kid is so much fun to watch. We're no doubt watching a top five draft pick, and by many accounts, the number one overall draft pick in the upcoming MLB draft, just perform, do his job, and just compete and do what he needs to do for this team to win. Yeah, um, and he also um, got a little bit. He got more uh, more support from the bats than he usually does. Yeah. Um, Will Holland had two hits. Venner had two hits. Josh Anthony had two hits. Um, but they uh, the type. Um, it was just a good. Good solid outing and a good solid game um, from the entire team. Um, yeah, another five to two win for Auburn, and um, you know, like we said, that's Casey just doesn't get the run support that you know Davis Daniel gets on that Saturday game, and for Casey to have that little bit of support goes a really long way. Yeah, Brendan Venner had two RBIs, and Brett Wright had two RBIs, and Julian had one RBI, but. You can't say enough about Casey Mize. We could go on and on and on, but he's a stud. 
he's should be the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. But hey, and, he he only struck out seven though. Like I'm expecting twelve or thirteen out uh, of him, and only struck out. <laughs> seven. We're, we're very very facetious on that one. Right but there. Uh, and then Calvin Coker came in for the last inning and two thirds, and was Calvin Coker had. Two strikeouts, he gave up no hits, no earned runs. Well, you know, we leave the ballpark Friday night thinking, We're ready. This is a, Let's do this. Yeah, let's go. Bats are, bats are working. Our pitching is really good. And then we get to Saturday. And it all went downhill from there. <laughs> Wouldn't say all of it because all our, it. well, no. Well, our starting pitcher, Davis Daniel. Davis Daniel had his best outing of the best season. Best outing. Sits in two-thirds, five hits, two runs. Seven strikeouts, but I, I think you have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. Auburn committed three official errors, yeah. and there were probably two or three more that weren't credited as such. And, you know, if Davis, if the fielding got out of one of the innings, Davis didn't give up a home run. And if, you know, the fielding did this or so that, Davis has seven full innings, I think. And it's just, it's a shame that. <clears throat> Auburn has wasted two really good pitching outings in the last two weeks, going back to Casey Mize Friday start against Kentucky last week, and now Davis's uh, Saturday game against yeah. Missouri. Let me rephrase what I was saying. It was all downhill from here offensively. Um, we just we we didn't we didn't hit the ball bad. We had uh, let's see seven seventeen hits. Seven hits. Which is not great, but it's not horrible. Um, should have, We should have brought in more than one run. But yes, you should. You, we should bring in more than one run our, seven hits. Our bats are too talented to be shut out, no hit, or to score one run. And we had five base on balls, um, so five walks. So yes, inexcusable um, for, the, for this to happen. Um... But, I mean, pitching-wise, Davis Daniel, best outing of the season. And then Welby, Malcheski, two and one-third innings pitched. No runs scored. No runs and only two hits. So, I mean, you can't complain pitching-wise. But it was it was the, the defense that really just bit Auburn in the butt here. Um, you know, a really bad play at between first base and second base where – the guys just let a pop fly and easy out drop. Um, Josh at third base um, tried to scoop up a really hard hit um, ball, and it got past him. I think if he squares that one up, he'll at least get one out. I think he was trying to go for the double play. And then, of course, the really, really bad um, long, long fly ball dropped by left fielder Connor Davis. And that yep. that one was not good. Um, yep. It was it was in his glove, and I don't know if it was on his transfer or if it just hit a hard part of his hand. It just fell out the bottom of it. And again, Davis Davis has a fantastic outing if it's not for those kind of miscues. Yep. <laughs> and that that's all you can yeah, say. I mean, you can't say much. I mean, you go back and watch it, and it's just. What happened? It was just ugly, and then, and then Sunday, uh, I'm afraid was <clears throat> even uglier. Yep. Um, um, Auburn was no hit into what the seventh inning. 
I think that's when Steven got his hit. I'm not positive. But we ended up being one hit. We were one hit. On a on a Sunday starter. On a Sunday and starter. And Bryce Montez de Oca, starting pitcher for Missouri, had uh, he went six full innings on 97 pitches, which is a really good stat until you realize that he had 28 pitches in the first inning. Will Holland starts the game off with an 11 pitch at bat, and and I'm thinking, okay, let's do this, uh, let's get it started, and but after that, it just seemed like the Tigers just gave up, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I I hate saying a team and players gave up, but just nothing bounced Auburn's way this game. Um, Really hard balls hit into the ground right into a glove. Or, I mean, Auburn hit into two or three double plays Sunday alone. And, you know, again, the fielding was pretty mediocre. A couple of missed plays. Uh, Will Holland struggled to actually get the ball out of his glove, which would have uh, resulted in a double play. Um, it's just stuff like that. You know, I, I know the coaches are really annoyed by it and they're going to work on fundamentals this entire week. Um, but you know, they're, I still think even though the bats were bad, the, the fielding wasn't great. The pitching was still really good. Minus one pitch. Tanner Burns got the start, went five innings, one hit, four runs. And you know, it was just a, it was a big grand slam to Trey Harris, the right fielder from Missouri, who hit a leadoff first pitch home run Friday night against uh, Casey Mize. And, I mean, it seemed like every time he made contact with the ball, it just went far. But, um, you know, they get their big hit in the fifth inning, and and Tanner also had a no-hitter going into the fifth inning. So, it was a really good pitcher's duel, and it just—it's a shame that Tanner was on the, the losing end of it. And again, that home run wouldn't have happened if the errors didn't happen. Luke Jarvis froze a ball, a frozen easy out from second into the dugout, and from there, it, I think it kind of shook the team. It shook um, Tanner a little bit, and just left one right over the plate for Trey Harris to smack over the green monster and out of the field. So really, really tough way for this game to go. Yeah, it's just just a disappointing outing um, from the Tigers. I mean, like you, were, like you said, Tanner Burns, besides one pitch, it was perfect. It, it, was, a, it was a good outing. He had, he had 94 pitches, and, it, it and as, as Coach Thompson said after the game on the radio, he's really good. But to get to the next level, he's got to be efficient. To for we Auburn needs Tanner to go six or seven innings. If Auburn had all three starters go seven innings, just about every game, that's a fantastic weekend for that bullpen. Then, and Tanner, I, I mean, kudos to Missouri. They fouled a lot of balls off and and made and got Tanner's pitch count pretty high. But Tanner has got to work on being a little bit more efficient. Um, you know, even more so than just that, as Coach Thompson even said again, uh, you know, by the third time through the lineup for Missouri or for anybody, with as long as these at bats were going, they're gonna see every single pitch that Tanner has, and he's not gonna be able to compete very well. And I think that might have been what ultimately led to that big grand slam. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, just and then Jack Owen came in uh, for an inning, gave up one hit, had one strikeout, and then Calvin Coker um, got struggled a little bit. Uh, three innings pitched, gave up six hits, one earned run, um, and had no strikeouts. But I mean, <clears throat> there's only so much you can ask of Calvin Coker yeah. in one week. See, I, I, I don't like, I don't like to question the coaching either. But I would have liked to have seen Jack at least start a second inning of work. Um, you know, we've all said it a couple of times this on this show that Calvin works best with a little bit of rest or with, you know, lesser rest. And once he gets to that third inning, you know, even that fourth inning, he's not as effective. So I, I would have personally liked to see Jack go two innings. It was also his SEC debut, and I think he played really well. Um, you know, just <clears throat> we got to do better, you know, helping up this bullpen. And I think Albert did a lot better job of that this season as opposed to last year. Yeah. So it wasn't a great week. For Auburn, you beat Alabama. That's a, that's always a good thing. Um, you lose your second weekend series in a row. You get shut out on Sunday. You got one hit on Sunday. But you know, I think our discuss something that we really need to discuss is this lineup that Auburn has put out. Um, you know, it really seemed like at the start of SEC play that Auburn kind of messed with the lineup just to try and get something going. And uh, Will Holland, who has always been an eight and nine hitter, maybe even a seven hitter every now and then. Uh, he got moved up to the leadoff position. Um, Luke Jarvis got moved down to the nine position, which, you know, they're ultimately the same thing. But I, this lineup just isn't working, I don't think. I think that it might be best if we go back to the lineup we had earlier. And, yeah. you know, also Auburn's got a really good DH and Edward Julian. Who can play outfield? Oh. And after the way Saturday ended, I th I think it might be time to put him in the outfield. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, just some things that I see looking at the stat line here is I'd like to see I'd like to see Julian higher in the batting order, um, maybe in that four hole where Brett Wright is, um, take his spot because Julian has power. He's hit five, yeah. He's hit five home runs on the year. And Coach Thompson said before the season, he's one of our best bats on this team. And he's not just a home run bat. He's yeah. gotten on base very well this well, season. So I'd like to see him higher in the order. Um, Brett Wright may need to drop a few spots. Um, I know he has six home runs, leads the team in home runs. Out of the four spot. But struggles. Um, I feel like he struggles putting the ball in play. Um, he's batting, he's hitting 269. But I would like to see Julian in that four hole just to just to try it out. And then the other change I would make is um, play around with it. I'm not saying permanently, but maybe try Jeremy Johnson in left field. I I, I love uh, Jeremy, and I, I, just, I think Jeremy could bring a lot to the table uh, from a contact and speed perspective. And I'd like to just see how he fits in and jives with uh with the lineup. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think the few times we've actually seen Jeremy play this year, he's you know a little bit more strikeout prone than most. But I think that's just with the lack of experience he's had. You know, not being, you know, he's he's a younger player. He doesn't get a whole lot of playing time right now. 
Um, you know, somebody else who's been struggling in this lineup is Stephen Williams. Ever since the Texas A&M series, since conference play started, he's not, I mean, he's gotten really good hits. I think he's got at least one, maybe two home runs since then. But, you know, just hasn't been up to what he had in the non-conference schedule. So, you know, maybe drop him from the two spot, maybe back to the five where he was. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to drop him, or was no. I wrong? I, I like Steven. You like, I like Steven, Steven as the two? I like Steven in that two hole. Um, I mean, I just feel like he has – I don't know if there's anybody with more potential. Um I mean, the only thing I would, I mean, maybe change is put Julian in the two hole and drop down Steven and Brendan to the three and four hole. I'm good with that. Um, that could be a possible change that they could make. So if we but, put if we put Edward in left field, who are we going to DH? Are we going to leave Connor Davis in the DH, or are you going to put Dylan Ingram back out there? I, I like I said, I want to see what Jeremy Johnson can bring to the table. I would honestly. I mean, Connor's not hit the ball badly um, the past few games, but I really want to see what Jeremy Johnson could bring to the table. I mean, and at the same time, I I go to some of the practices, but we're I'm not out there every day watching practice yeah. like Butch and all the coaching staff is. It's all conjecture on our part but, at this point. But I just, I mean, there's got to be some type of change. I yeah. mean, you can't you can't do the same thing and expect different results. Now, this might be the biggest question of the week. Does Butch change the batting lineup come Arkansas weekend? I think he does. You think so? I think he will. Um, I think this lineup that he has has just struggled um, too much for him to keep it. And I think think he has no decision but to change it up a little bit. Um, I mean, honestly, personally, I don't even care if it's just swapping two players. Yeah, just something needs to change. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I, I think he'll make. I think he will make that change. I'll tell you. Um, thinking back to last season, I don't think we appreciated Jonah Todd enough because that man could get on base. I don't care if he he couldn't do. I mean, I say he couldn't do much. He couldn't. He didn't really hit ever hit for power. But that man would consistently get on. But I think he hit ended up hitting like four hundred or four twenty last Probably. year. Probably, and you know his replacement, uh, Jay Estes, I think has played really well in center field. Yes, and from a center fielder perspective, and, and defense. You know, nobody thought Auburn would be able to replace Anthony Greer, and we did with Jonah Todd, and nobody thought we'd be able to replace Jonah Todd in center field, and Auburn did with Jay Estes. But the the decline in bats. For those three players, is it's a much bigger drop off right now. Jay has really struggled, um, you know, over three Sunday against what? I am going to give you a bold take right here. I'm going to say that Jonah Todd was a better ba- overall bat than Anthony Greer. Was. Ooh, I mean, ooh, the Jonah Todd <clears throat> added so much to our lineup last year. Because of his ability to get on base, just to give that threat. Once you get him on base, he has that speed that threatens An- to steal. Anthony and, had a 16-game hit streak his two years at Auburn. I'm just saying. I think I, this is just my personal opinion, <laughs> but I think Jonah. No, that, that Jonah a, Todd was a better bat. That is a really, really bold prediction. Um, I would. I mean, I don't 
have the stats pulled up or anything. But you know, but, if, if JSD's had even an ounce of their batting, we would not be talking about him in no, this. No, not at all. But um, so that's uh, that's just our thoughts on the lineup. Let's move on to the E2C Hitchcock Hecklers Players of the Week. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I think we're gonna do. We're, you, we talked about it at the ballpark. I think you and I are going to co-select two players. I mean, <laughs> or do you want to pick your own? I just I don't. I mean. You could pick Casey Mize every week. You could, and I think you are. And, like, yes, I will pick Casey Mize just because I know how bad you want to pick this other guy. But um, Casey Mize, another great outing, seven and a third, seven Ks. Um, Just Casey Mize being Casey Mize. Not much else you can say. Um, And you pick Casey, and I'm going to go with Davis, Davis Daniel. Six and two thirds, five hits, two runs, seven Ks, best outing of the year. The stats are a little bit skewed because of some errors and some fielding miscues, but just just kudos to Davis. And you know, ultimately Auburn kind of made it easy for us to to pit these this week because nobody else performed. It was really good pitching, and that was about it. And I hate to say that. Well, I mean. I will say Tanner Burns could have been picked if he wouldn't have given up that grand slam. Um, and and again, he looked that's on that's on fielding miscues. But but uh but he did. So the two players of the week, Casey Mize, Davis Daniel. But uh let's look ahead to next week. It's a fresh start. Let's get new week, new start, baby. You need it. Um and from what I'm hearing, from what Butch is saying, we're hoping to get Cody Greenhill and Andrew Mitchell both back for this Arkansas Please. series. And and I, I think I said it Friday night. No one player has been affected more by the loss of those two pitchers than Calvin Coker. Coker has had to pitch so much because we've lost those two. And, you know, Andrew's been mostly a midweek guy, but, you know, uh, Cody has been just a stud this year at when he's played. You know, we've always been told mono is not something to be to to laugh at. It knocks you on your butt. Hopefully, he can come out and have that same amount of energy and just the same stuff and perform at that same level. Yeah. Um. Before we start talking about uh, the Arkansas series, we have a. Uh... Midweek game versus Alabama A&M uh, this Tuesday at home. Um, what time is that game? Six o'clock. Six o'clock st- uh, first pitch, <laughs> and um, it should be it, it'll be nice to welcome them in from Huntsville. Um, They're not going to get snowed in this time. I can tell you that. Let's hope not. Um, yeah, for real. Knock on wood. <laughs> but um, it'll be uh, good to see uh, another in-state opponent. Um, I love that Butch supports scheduling these in-state teams because um, it always helps when you compete against your uh, former colleagues. That's our that's our fourth in-state play. midweek game with South got, Alabama, UAB, Alabama. If you count last week's, we got UAB left. We got Troy left. We got two Troy games: South Alabama, UAB, South. and and a home and home with Sanford. So, yeah, so Auburn's basically going to play the entire state of Alabama. 
I mean, pretty much. I mean, which hey, Bruce wants to do that with basketball. So yeah, so let's but, get that going. Um, looking forward to welcoming them in. Um, I expect probably probably Ryan Hoarder will probably get the you start. Think so, um, that's just. I mean, he's been a our consistent midweek starter do for the you, most part. If Andrew Mitchell is back this week, do we see him Tuesday or for the weekend? Weekend. No doubt. Just save them up. Make sure they're well-rested and ready for the weekend. Um, don't want to risk anything in a little midweek game versus Alabama a and What's the ideal outcome of that Tuesday game? A lot of runs, one inning uh, per, I- per pitcher. I mean... I'm thinking probably thirty to zero. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a very long game. Uh, My voice can't handle that one. I mean, it's a very long game, but it's very pro Auburn. And the way these bats look this weekend, we need thirty to zero. We need thirty to zero. Yep. So, but let's move on to this weekend at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is nineteen and nine on the season. They're five. They sit at five and four in the SEC. They swept Kentucky, went one and two versus Florida, and one and two versus Ole Miss. Uh, that is three very good teams. Um, yeah. So that I don't know if that five and four record is uh, truly says who Arkansas is and how how good they are. I mean, hey, sweeping Kentucky. Yeah. The that's way Auburn, the, the way they performed against Auburn, that's a really big accomplishment. Uh, one and two against Florida is kind of uh, expected. Uh, Florida defending national champions just they're not missing any steps this year and Ole Miss you know they're they're a top five team um, so you know fun fact that Arkansas Ole Miss game on Friday was the first top five matchup in Ole Miss's stadium's history and it's kind of surprising Ole Miss has been a pretty good program Ole Miss is a uh, is a good baseball program they have a great baseball environment over there that was a uh, good weekend series for Ole Miss because that was between two top six teams. Uh, Ole Miss ranked number four and Arkansas ranked number six. Um, so, And that just goes to show you the depth of the SEC. I mean, you got Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and then it, you can just keep Kentucky, A&M, Auburn. It, you can just keep going on and on. But um, the, it'll be fun to uh, travel up there and see how – See how the Tigers compete. Um, so, and Arkansas uh, has two midweek games this week. Yeah, Louisiana uh, Monroe, Tuesday and Wednesday. So that'll be interesting to see if the, that affects maybe the Friday game at all. Um, having to, I mean, I would assume that they would not use any of their pitching or risk any of their pitching, uh, quality well, pitching for it's a big big weekend matchup for this big weekend matchup, but. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, they may have to. Hey, the way Auburn's um, bats have been, they might not need a really to go really far in their bullpen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, that's about all we have for uh, this week. And uh, my, I'm excited to see uh, what this next week brings and hopefully a new start yeah. for the Auburn bats. Yep, really, really need it. Hopefully the lineup changes. Hopefully we get two pitchers back. Um, yep. Hopefully Auburn just keeps competing. That's all we need right you now. Get that right. Um, you can't you can't ask any more if they're competing, but uh, you can uh, connect with me on Twitter at Golf Wizkid G O L L W I Z K I D. How can the people connect with you? Clint? You can always follow me on Twitter at Clint A U T four, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. All right, War Eagle, War Eagle.
That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.